0: Calling 911 when in an accident may just not be enough. Car accident, remember. After 911, call 411. -411 1-800-411-PAIN. 1-800-411-PAIN is a legal and medical referral service. Non-employee spokesperson. It is a lovely Saturday. I think it is. The Beast in here until uh, 3 o'clock. Then Captain Curtis will take over. Live and local on the weekends. What a concept. Antoine on the other side. Of the, re- the regular cast of characters in the house. Antoine on the other side of the glass. Jordan, our intern in the hizzy. Working on a diligent research project. Um... I've been here for a while We had a uh, producer's meeting that I had to lead And I left that meeting thinking that I am a horrible supervisor Um, Eric Lousen who produces our afternoon show Just gave me dirty looks the entire time Jimmy who's our overnight producer Was asleep most of the time Robbie, our midday uh, producer, I think he was way too caffeinated because he kept talking about bogeys, having his six, and I don't know what was going on with him. He thought he was in Top Gun. And Antoine, who's here right now, just kept looking at me like, dude, what are you you saying right now? But, you know, that's me trying to be a boss. Uh, I have another issue, which is uh, I don't know whether someone broke the chair, and it wasn't me because I don't sit over here normally the The normal chair that's here, which is like nice and big that Dan bought like six years ago, is like moved into the corner and in its place is like a little person's chair. And so I'm sitting like I'm seventeen feet below the uh, the desk here, and I can't see anything. I'm already short as it is. I don't need a shorter chair. So I have to figure that out. A lot to get to. Um, I wanted we're definitely gonna dig into bam. A lot. And we're going to do that. Antoine, great job by him. Booked Joel Justice, who's one of the uh, Kentucky assistants that works specifically with Bam Adebayo. Adebayo? Is that it? Adebayo. Uh, at Kentucky. We'll talk to him coming up in about a half an hour. And um, we'll learn about the newest Miami Heat draft pick and why we should be excited. Talk about the other fodder going on in the NBA the Celtics trying to get both Paul George and Gordon Hayward by the way we have some of the producers we got uh, Trevor Antoine uh, Bronk Ernest and Jordan the intern all hanging out in the uh, control room and consensus was the Celtics would not be better uh, than the Cavs if they got both Gordon Hayward and Paul George and had Isaiah Thomas Uh, I think I might disagree but then again I'm from Boston I'm a little bit biased um Although I'm more Heat fan now than I am Celtics fan. But still, you know, I'm trying to battle that out. That's the only team. uh, That and the Patriots. And the Red Sox. But I can root for the Red Sox and the Marlins. There's no clash there. And I I do root for both. By the way, nice win by the Marlins last night. Shutting out the Cubs 2-0. Got a nice little outing from Jose Urena, who uh, only gave up five hits over the course of six innings. And ladies and gentlemen, a bullpen... That actually did its job and only gave up one hit. Ha! Ramos got his 11th save of the year. Phelps didn't blow it. I mean, a bullpen did what it was supposed to do. How about that? Meanwhile, Stanton, another dong. The 19th of the year. Yelich and Stanton drove in runs. Yelich with 35 runs batted in. Ribbies, as they call them. But no one wants to talk Marlins baseball. Hey, the Panthers drafted some dude. They don't want to talk about uh, the hockey draft. Come on, let's talk hockey draft. Anyone? No? Okay. You don't want to talk hockey draft? NHL draft, anyone? Oh, you talk about the juniors, eh? You're the junior players, eh? I don't think we're going to talk hockey draft. I will say this, though. Before we get to the sports. Um... So, yeah, listen, I, for better or for worse, I've towed it down on the air. For better or for worse, I let my politics show on my social media. Because I feel like my social media is, is my domain to to spew whatever I want. If you don't like it, you can unfollow me. And that's fine. I have no problem with you. The other thing is, it's a slow time in the world of sports. So I don't have hot hurricane takes right now or dolphins takes or anything else. So that gives me time to play around in the political sandbox. So yesterday i i re I tweeted retweeted uh, the post by a oncologist about the effects that Trump Care would have on you know possible chemotherapy, whatever. It doesn't matter. But what ended up happening on my Twitter timeline was like some dude came thundering in with. Chemo doesn't work, just use vitamin C. And then all of a sudden, there's now a battle on my Twitter timeline between like oncologists and oncology nurse and this dude and anti vaxxers, and people are flying it in from all over the place. And I'm just like, all right, that's great. I didn't, uh, what, what, uh, stop, stop hijacking my Twitter timeline. By the way, I'm just throwing this out there. It's the last time I'm going to talk of it. But if you're into like the Russian thing and the election and, you know, the, the Washington Post had a pretty big article the other day, whatever. If you're into all of that, you know, as a hobby to the sports and all the other stuff, I have a good list set up of Twitter people to follow. Just go to my Twitter page and then click on my list, and you can subscribe to my list, and you'll you'll be fine. All right. Bam. 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 Bam out of Bayou. Don't call him Edrys. 14th pick for the Miami Heat. At first, I was a little taken aback. Why did they pick this guy? Why do they need another big man? Now, Ethan immediately goes, oh, Willie Reed's gone, so they they need another big man back up Whiteside. Okay, fine. You know, take a first-round pick to back up Whiteside for a backup guy? Thank you, Jordan. Uh, So I was a little perplexed with the pick. But the more... First of all, in Riley, I trust. Okay? Now, I know some of you are haters out there. You're morons. In Riley, I trust. What I've learned over the past 48 hours is that this is the guy that they wanted all along. And this is how I know that. I'm going to try to tell the story without revealing too much. But I will just say this. And I don't know, I, I I don't know what is out in the public and what's not. Let's just say this: a member of our staff was tipped off to this pick four hours before the draft started. That this is the guy that Heat wanted before any of the, before Monk started falling, before all the pieces were in place. The tip was that this is the Heat solid tip, very solid from deep within the bowels in the American Airlines arena, a member of our staff was tipped off that this was going to be the guy four hours before the draft started. Before any other team selected anything, before we knew anything of what was going on, this is the guy they wanted. Despite the fact that he was projected to go lower, despite the fact that maybe you didn't think that that was a the position they were going to go with, whatever it was, this is the guy that Riley wanted, if he was there. He... Riley does not give a bleep about your damn projections or your mock drafts or anything else. He does not care. He knows what he wants. He saw this guy come down to Miami and work out. He fell in love with him. He loves his character. And the other C word, which the Heat will throw out at every given moment, which is culture. Bam, is it going to be a heat culture guy? And if you don't think that's important, go talk to all the people that have left here about what their experiences are like in other places, and it's not like this. LeBron tried to bring this to Cleveland. And it may or may not have worked for a year. But now we see that it really didn't work and that thing's blowing up big time. Dwayne Wade unable to bring it to Chicago because they're a bunch of morons that are going to follow Rayshon Rondo. How the hell do you follow Rondo? How is that guy your leader? Rondo. Guy's a spaz. He's your leader? You got Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler in your locker room and you're ignoring them and you're going with Rondo. That's cockamamie crap, if I ever saw any. So, I believe in Riley. I believe in Spo. I believe in Andy Ellisberg. I believe in Battier. I believe in Nick Harrison. I believe in this team and these group of executives that draft not just based on need or talent and all, all that stuff's important. But fitting into this organization, into this climate, into this culture, into this team. Now we'll see what else happens. We'll see what free agency moves are made. We'll see who's on this team next year, all of this stuff. They target this guy from the start. They wanted this dude as far as I have learned. And I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Now look, you could bring me you could bring me Justice Winslow and say, listen. Justice, he's been hurt, he can't shoot, whatever. But if you think about Justice Winslow at the very least Justice Winslow is a damn good defender. He does everything well except the shooting part. And I'm guessing when he's healthy they'll be able to fix that. Hopefully. Right? Everyone wants to make the comparison to Kawhi. I think Kawhi was a little bit of a better shooter when he came into the league than Justice was. But I'm willing to take, I'm willing to let the staff work itself out with Justice. I'm willing to let the staff work with Bam, too. Okay? I'm willing to let Jawan Howard and Zoe get their hands on Bam and see what happens. And if you can get to the point where you could possibly have Whiteside. And bam, on the floor at the same time, not occupying the same space, not doing the same things. Now you got some. Some a little bit different. Hashtag just saying. All right, we'll take a break. Get more of it into your phone call. We'll get more into it uh, after the break. We got uh, Joel Justice from Kentucky coming up in not next time, but the segment after, right? Yep, okay, good. Have you confirmed with them? Well, you might want to do that. Uh. And later on in the show, we've got In Case You Missed It, which is always a very popular segment that we play. Jordan's working on that now. Jordan's also, I think, efforting more basketball fodder. Um, and we'll have a good show. We'll take your text, 67974 on the Coral Springs Automall text line, 67974. Bring it. Tweet me, at radio beast, And uh, we'll have fun for the next couple of hours. Antoine, you okay over there? No one can see you. Put your thumb up. I want you to get on the mic and say, yes, I'm okay. Come on. You can do it. You're a big boy. Come on. Yeah, look at Antoine grabbing the microphone. Look at Antoine grabbing the microphone like a good boy. You okay over there? Huh? Come on. You can do it. You can talk. Talky, talky, talky. Open the mouth, use the lips. Come on. I don't even want to know what that sound was back after this on the ticket. The Beast back here on a Saturday. Is it going to rain today again? Well, because my car is a mess. I don't know like what I, the new neighborhood I live in has got all sorts of wildlife and there's just bird doo-doo and spider webs and I don't know what's going on with my car. So I'd like to get it washed, but I'm not I don't want to get a wash if it's going to rain. Although the car washes I think if you keep the receipt like I think you can go back within 24 hours and get a redo. But, I mean, enough with the rain. So, we got Bam. Got a bio to to talk about. We got uh, NBA free agency. I don't know, man. A lot of these reports I'm reading, whether it's about Blake or uh, Chris Paul or Gordon Hayward or trade for Paul George, not seeing the Heat's name in, in many of them. Now, I don't know if that's because the Heat, you know, there's a so total, a lot of factors for
1: that. The Heat doing what they normally do and playing stuff close to the vest? No, no, th- yes, that's that. I was just going
0: to say that. Or if the Heat has decided we're going to roll with what we got right now. Which, I'll be honest with you, listen, uh, you're one game away from making the playoffs with what you have. If you can get a healthy Dion Waiters, if you can resign Dion and JJ, I mean, I think you make the playoffs.
1: I think you get 50 games, which gives you the top half of the top four, probably.
0: Right. I mean, obviously, like, the Bulls now suck. Oh yeah, the Bulls officially dropped completely out of it. Um, so I think you make the playoffs. I think you. I think you could be in the top four if you do nothing. If you're just healthy. If you, you bring everybody back, don't, the, sign, don't the question sign. Hayward. Is, the question is, what? How much improvement do you get if, let's say, you sign Hayward and lose Dion? What's the? What's the amount of games that you add? And I don't think it's more than three or four. What does that do for you? Well, that and you got
1: to take you got to take into in account the, the adjustment period that those guys had last season. You got to start all over again because Gordon, you got to integrate Gordon Hayward. Because there's no guarantee he'll he'll come in and, and it'll be a, a, a no, no. he no. He's gotta, no, he's,
0: he's got to get used to the culture. He's got to get used to the system. He's got to get right, used so to the coaching. He's got to get used to all that. No, there's no doubt about it. So that's going to cost you a couple games. I'm pretty sure. Right. So li- listen, I don't know how much you gain by making a move. Um. I just. Uh, what? Okay. What happened? Sorry.
1: Don't do that. That's bad radio. Weird Twitter. Apologize.
0: Um. So we'll we'll see what happens. I just I'm just it's. I'm reading. You know. Jordan's bringing in article after article. I don't see the Heat's name anywhere in any of this stuff. Someone wants to know if I live in Leroy's backyard. No, I don't live in Leroy's backyard. Although I would love to, because Leroy has an amazing backyard. He got a hot tub and a pool and all sorts of nice grass. And he's got coolers. He got, he, does he have enough room for a tent? Oh, tent. He's got enough room for another house.
1: With a fancy tent that like they had two stories. Oh, they've tents that are two stories? Well, I'm saying,
0: the big tent. I've never seen a tent that's two stories. I'm assuming there's one out there. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> no, now I'm going to have to google it. Hold on.
1: Try to try to do... two-story tent. I'm pretty sure it exists. Don't, don't
0: don't do that. Hold on. Um, oh, yeah, it does exist. <laughs> Doesn't look that safe though. I don't know if no, I would Of course not. I don't know if I would get on the second story of that tent. Yeah, the world's first double-decker pop-up tent. How about that? I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust it either, but... You I think would. it has an elevator to get to the second floor? That's a house. Oh. That's a house. You think they make you know they don't make a tent with an elevator? Well, it would be a pulley elevator. I had to pull some money from the bottom. I, I did my top. share. Believe it or not, uh, I had my share of camping and hiking and all that stuff when I was a kid. Grew up in the Northeast. Spent... A bunch of my life in uh, the White Mountains, uh you know, canoeing on uh, the Saco River and going whitewater rafting and all sorts of stuff, that part of my life is over. I am no longer into the tents, the outdoors, the, like, wildlife. Like, my idea of roughing it is not staying in, you know, Hilton-branded hotel.
1: I've camped out, like, once. Well, I do more fishing than camping. I've never fished. Where do you fish? Well, back when I
0: was a kid, we used to fish at Key West a lot. Really? Yeah. Someone take me fishing. I've never been uh, tenting. I've never been fishing. Yeah. I mean, I've been okay. I've been fishing where, like, you know, when I was a kid, like we we'd go down to the Cape, uh, Cape Cod. I'm talking about up in right. Boston. And, uh, you know, we'd sit on the end of a pier with a rod, but I've never been like on a boat or like done any serious fishing. No, no,
1: we fished from the, when we used to go to KYC, we fished from the bridge. We,
0: like, I've never even done that. Like, I, and like, I've never fished intending to catch anything specific or baited a certain way or use certain lures or I've never gotten into the science of fishing. If someone wants to help me with that, I would love to. I think that'd be fun. Fishing is very relaxing. Yeah, no, it that. seems like, 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 get a stogie, maybe some bourbon, maybe a beer, and just, like, cast cast a line. Fish. Yeah. What, do you, what do you do when you catch the fish, though? Because I wouldn't know what to do.
1: You bring it up, and then you, uh... <laughs> you have to touch it? <laughs> you have to finish the job, because it's have still to, alive. You have to touch the fish? <laughs> yeah, you have to touch the fish. Can, I wish I could make a
0: hook that would just eject the fish. What's
1: the point of having a the fish then? What are you doing?
0: Well, no, I mean you catch and release, right? That's what a lot of people do. They don't. Well, keep some the people fish. catch
1: and release, but sometimes you fish to. to no, relax like if you're fishing for. T-
0: no, I understand that, but that's a whole different story because I'm not sitting there taking gills off of fish to eat, and like, I would not have no idea how to prepare taking that.
1: Gills off of fish? What are you talking? About? I don't know. Thank you, Jordan.
0: Uh, yeah, I would have no idea how to. What do you do? Clean a fish? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta gut it. Gotta, yeah, yeah. I would never. I wouldn't. I would have no clue.
1: I didn't do it when I was a kid. The dad did. I caught the fish in that hand, and that handed The dad, dad, did the rest. Yeah.
0: See, that's lucky. See, my dad. If I handed him a fish, he would throw it back in and run.
1: <laughs> I had my dad a fish. He'll take a knife and. Yeah, I don't know how to do any of that. But I, I mean, I would. I, in I'd in be for it. motion,
0: just take the. I'm fish for it. Out. I'm for it. Like I'd be for it. I've never been. I've definitely never been on a boat to go fishing i'm not a big boat guy so um i'd like to i think i'll be be in the middle of
1: of anywhere i kind
0: of want to be one in one of those deals like jaws man where they strap you into like a chair and like you're like fighting with like a big shark and you're trying to reel it in and then go to Universal studios and go on the jaws ride there you go i don't think that i think that's done anymore Oh, they, they took make, down Jaws? What? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that rides over. Someone texted: uh, text in, is the Jaws thing still going on in Universal Studios? Six seven nine seven four. Uh this comes in. They make de hookers beast, so you don't have to touch it. De hookers. No, they're on they biscayne. They call them that? De hookers, they're on Biscayne Boulevard.
1: Where's my red shot? Hang on. Let me find it.
0: <laughs> so bad. How do I have a job on the air on the radio? Alright, we get a lot to get to in basketball. But it's just weird. Jordan keeps bringing me articles. Don't see Miami Heat in any of them. No Miami Heat in any of these articles. Is that good or bad? Is it the Heat keeping stuff close to the vest? I mean, it's not like it's not like there would be new condition if they did. They they tend to do that. Oh, Jaws is now where Harry Potter is, so no more Jaws. Oh, I know. I used to love that Jaws ride too. Jaws ride was
1: awesome. Yeah, of the earthquake thing. The earthquake. The earthquake. Earthquake, earthquake thing, thing was cool too. Yeah. Twister. Twister. Anybody? Twister. Yeah, Twister was pretty good. The Mummy ride was. Well, the Mummy ride's funny to watch to watch people come out of it because. It's one of you know it's a scary it's a scary ride, right? So one of the things they do is the last thing you do like right before you walk out, there have be two guys on stilts above the exit. So when you walk out, you get one last scare because they're standing there just to scare the crap out of you. I don't think I've been on that ride. I don't go on any real rides cuz I have uh vertigo problems. Well, it's it's one of those, it's like it's like a it's a 3D thing. You sit in a chair and they, it's sort of like mini roller coaster. You
0: you're not really doing anything. I know, but the, anything that might like uh, simulate spinning.
1: Oh, yeah. It, it, it'll do something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 homie, don't play that. Like, I went on the Spider Man ride and I was done for the day. Like, I had to sit on a bench. What? Spider- I know because it flipped you back and forth and you start Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I, I guess so. Um, like, it,
1: sorry. Homie's out of it. Homie didn't, uh, well, I'll tell you what, homie didn't do the Doctor Doom ride either. The what? The Doctor Doom ride. No. Where, where it would shoot you straight up in the air. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that and then, doesn't... And then it brings you down and it shakes you a little bit and it shoots you right back up there. But it then... doesn't spin. No, but it goes it goes straight up and it comes down, jostles you a little bit, and then shoots you right back up again. How's that for you? I did it once and I was like, all right, I'm good. Did you go on the Hulk? Oh, yeah. I love the Hulk. You go on the
0: Hulk? Hulk is great. And then you go just splashing through the water. Oh, then... it's
1: awesome. Especially when... It, it, it's just great. It's a great ride. Especially when you figure out that the whole ride is him transforming into the Hulk. What the whole ride is him transforming into the Hulk? You did you you you, you went on the ride right? No. Okay. I don't do roller coasters. When you, when you get when you get onto the ride. Yeah. The, when it starts to go up, it's Bruce Banner tr- trying some kind of serum or something, and then right before you shoot out, you hear him scream like he's about to Hulk out. That's what the ride is basically. He's trying a serum. It doesn't work. He Hulk's out.
0: That's the ride. That's it. Why do you? Can I ask you a question? Why do they need a freaking concept movie for a roller coaster? Because it's
1: better like, than just get on a roller coaster. Why do you really need the story? I mean, did you need the story for Space Mountain? I've never been on Space Mountain. Oh, Space Mountain's great. I would only go on Space Mountain with the lights on. You can't. That's half the half of Space Mountain is you being in complete darkness. I know, but I would only go on with the lights on. You can't. There's, they're never going to turn the lights on. Space no, they Mountain. have. They have that. You've never I mean, seen video. You can go on Google. I well, yeah, I know, but the whole concept of Space Mountain is never being in the never being in the light.
0: Uh, I've only been on Thunder Mountain once. That was enough. Yeah, Thunder Mountain's pretty good too. I don't, I don't. Mm, I'm uh, I'm not a rides. Uh, telling you, man, because of the students. but Thunder Mountain has a,
1: has a has a story too. Most of most roads. I know that. I a, know they all
0: have a story. I mean, like the most I'll do is Pirates of the Caribbean. That's eh, fine. Like, you go down the little thing, and it's like, that's enough thrill-seeking for me.
1: Oh, so you didn't do the Jurassic part ride?
0: <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, Joel Justice, assistant coach for Kentucky Basketball, will hopefully join us on the other side uh, to talk about Bam Abadayo, or I should say Adebayo. Uh, Joel Justice, assistant coach for Kentucky, joins us next on The Ticket. Back here on AM790, FM104, to the ticket. Your flagship station for the Miami Heat. Going to go out to the Orion Fuels and downstairs convenience stores' desk line. They're truly steps beyond convenience. Joining us there, assistant coach for the University of Kentucky is on Coach Cal's staff, Joel Justice, joins us. Coach, how are you?
2: Uh, doing great. You know, fantastic. Uh, it, it was a... Uh, a heck of a night the other night, and uh, still, you know, getting tons of calls and, and texts and, and folks that are excited about, you know, all three of our guys and and the night that we had. And you know, for for us, that that's the culmination of a of our season. You know, is is draft night, so it's. Um, was a was was really a a great night for us
0: you know uh coach justice uh i'm guessing listen uh you know there at kentucky you're, you're there obviously to win games and go as far as you can in the tournament but also it's to prepare these guys for the next level and on that front can you talk about uh bam
2: uh
0: and how he's prepared for the next level
2: I think you know, the the thing about Bam that, you know, most you know, kinda of gets him ready for that for that level is, is his, you know, willingness, his ability to prepare, you know, every single day. And you know, he's a guy that loves to uh loves to work, he loves to listen, he loves to be in the gym, he loves to, you know, be around other really good players and I think that's, you know, what you get when when you come to Kentucky is a You know, it's an experience where, you know, you want to get better and you want to win first and foremost.
0: Yeah, when he was on with us on draft night, you know, he talked about being recruited, coming in out of high school into Kentucky, and and Coach Calipari really saying, listen, we're not promising you anything, you've got to work for everything, and that probably fits right into what Coach Spolstra, and obviously what Pat Riley and Mickey Arison and everyone at the, the Heat organization saw in BAM is his willingness to work hard and fit into this Heat culture.
2: Yeah, and I think that's the thing, you know, when when we were recruiting Bam and he was a, a guy that was getting recruited by, you know, everybody, you know, he wanted to win. And that's the thing that, you know, when you can find guys these days that their, you know, number one goal is to, to be a great teammate, you know, and, and then ultimately to win championships, you've got to go after them, you know, and you've got to, you know, you've got to go high and you've uh, got to put a premium on winning uh, and that's that's what Bam Adebayo is Coach
0: Joel Justice assistant coach at Kentucky joins us right here on the ticket talking about Bam uh, Adebayo the Heat's number 14th pick in the uh, NBA draft and coach uh, I know you're an analytics guy what are some numbers that you can give us on Bam that will make us say okay we got this we got this guy
2: well, I think the the thing that really sticks out, you know one of the things that we talk about internally and and it's something that uh, we love about Bam is is his rebounding attempts. and when you when you see numbers and you see guys that uh, have high rebound numbers, and that was something that, that some folks were questioning. You know, his rebound rate um, in college was was a little bit have a question mark and and I think we came right back at those folks and said yeah but he goes after every single one of them I mean he would he would grade out you know in the 90% you know mark for us uh, and, and going after rebounds it's just he commanded so much attention from other teams the guys were just saying look don't let him get the ball you know I mean they would face block out they'd grab hold and and, and finally I think you know he's going to be able to show how elite of a rebounder he is, because his motor is is just uh, two to three extra cylinders, you know, more than than anyone else. You know that's going to be out there on the floor, and you know he's going to be a guy based on his you know rebounding attempts that's going to end up, I think, getting. Uh, Getting major numbers in that league when when it comes to rebounds.
0: So you'd say he's a workhorse in that category.
2: Yeah, I, I mean he he loves to work. He loves to be coached. He loves to listen. You know, like I said, and and he's just a guy that the fans you know are going to to embrace um, because he's going to fight. He's going to work. He's going to you know scrap you know every single game, and and he's going to bring a a, a tremendous you know, level of of work ethic to, you know, practice. And and he's going to be a tremendous rookie. I say that, you know, to to all these teams when they were, you know, coming through here is is he's going to be an an outstanding, you know, rookie on that team. And, you know, on the side note, you know, I'm, I'm a North Carolina guy. You know, born and born and raised. So I'm excited to have, you know, two North Carolina guys there in the in the front court for you guys.
0: Yeah, and speaking of that, you know, Bam's story is pretty. You know, obviously we, we see a lot of this in college athletics. Um, I've been following the University of Miami for a long time and their football program, but obviously all over the country. Well, let's talk where...
2: about the basket. Let's talk about the basketball program. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Got going down there now. Yeah. Now we cannot talk about the basketball program with what Coach L and you know his staff is is doing there it, Right now is remarkable with. Uh, you know, the recruiting class that they brought in and uh, what their team and uh, they're going to be is, is, you know, I think we're going to be talking about, you know, Miami, you know, to Canes as much as we are to Heat.
0: Yeah, no. Hey, listen, from your mouth to someone's ears, and uh, I know Coach L will appreciate. It. Yeah, I mean, definitely working uh, to keep that program consistently good, which is which is awesome. But what I was going to say is, you know, we hear about these stories about these guys that come into college athletics where it's really their only hope of getting out of their situation. Um, Bam seems like one of those guys coming from a really small town, rural North Carolina. Mom, single mom, working a job, just trying to get her kid to the right place, and it. it it seems like it's going to be another one of those stories where we have a success story of a kid growing up, maybe not in the uh, the wealthiest environments or in a metropolitan area, and is able to is able to do some things for his family. And I, I think this is going to be end up being a great story.
2: No, it is, and it's 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 just beginning. You know, I, I think we're it's off to a, to a great start, and then, and it's that you know that story that you just can't put down. You, you know, you, you want to just keep learning more, and you want to see what's going to happen next, and. Um, and I'm sure Maryland will be down there, and, and the, the folks that, you know, are, are you know in Bam's corner are all beautiful folks, and, and, and love Bam, and, and Bam fights for them. You know, that's what it is. I mean, he's a he's a guy that, that fights for family, that will fight for his teammates, that will you know fight for his coaches, and, and that's going to be something that, that the, the Heat organization and the Heat fans are are just going to love from day one.
0: Real quick before we let you go. Uh, offensively speaking, I know you guys asked him to obviously be in the paint, and he, he dominated dunk-wise. I think he's a single-season leader in dunks, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in Kentucky, or at least under Coach Cal. Um, does he have another aspect to his offensive game that maybe we didn't get to see as much or that he'll be able to pick up?
2: Yeah, and the package that I think he was demonstrating you know, this spring and in, in those workouts was one that he can step out um, – very comfortable facing the basket. I think with his athleticism, uh, he's going to be able to, to take some guys away from the basket and then use yeah, his strength, his speed, you know, to put the ball on the floor and, and make some things happen is a willing and able passer. And I think in that league with the spacing, uh, he'll be able to have some more room to operate. And if anyone comes, you know, to, to double or, or, you know, he's going to find the open guy and, and will want to. Um, and then he's going to have, like I said, one-on-one rebounds on the backside. He's going to, he's going to be able to be a different basketball player in the NBA than he was, was allowed to be in college, um, by you know many different reasons, but I think the NBA better suits his game. In, in all honesty,
0: and uh, last but not least, before we let you go, you know the, obviously the Kentucky model is one that intrigues a lot of people. The one and done, um, and what Coach Cal has done there, obviously, but it's got to put a ton of stress on you assistants to
2: to recruit the right kids, right? Well, I think I think what it does is it, it puts you know an emphasis on working hard. And that is what we tell everyone You know, when we first start recruiting, is you have to be unselfish. You have to want to come somewhere where you're going to be comfortable being uncomfortable, whether that's being pushed every single day, that's working out with really good players, to then practicing with really good players, and then having a, a target on your back every time you step out on the court. So our guys, and, and I think Coach Riley even said this to, to Cal, I think you mentioned it the other night on the Uh, on the the broadcast, is our guys go into that league and they know what it's like to be a great teammate because they've had to sacrifice, they've had to share, and it's all about winning. That's why our guys are so desirable in that league because we've selected them and gone after them and recruited them and coached them in a way that you have to be a great teammate. Us as coaches, we'll take care of you. We'll be in the gym with you. We'll help you out. But you've got to be your brother's keeper, you've got to be a servant leader, and you've got to be a guy that cares more about your teammates than you do about yourself. So I think for us as an assistant coach, the, the work is finding those guys that want to be great players, that want to be awesome teammates, and then everything ha- happens the way it's supposed to happen. It doesn't just happen that you come to Kentucky and you're a one-and-done guy. We do find talent, and we do coach it, and we work with it, but, but the guys themselves and the, the folks that come here want to be great teammates, and you have to be or it's not going to work.
0: Well, Coach, we uh, wish you all the success in the world uh, down there, uh, or I should say up there, but as the saying goes in Miami, if you want to go to the south, you have to actually go north. Uh, (laughs) So we wish you all the best up there at Kentucky, and uh, we look forward to seeing you down the road, and we appreciate uh, the insight you gave us on, uh, on the newest member of the Miami Heat, Bam Adebayo. Appreciate it, sir. All right, fantastic. You guys have a great day. You too. Joel Justice, assistant coach for Coach Cal, joining us here on the ticket, and he's a guy that came into Kentucky, uh, having been around the college and high school world as an analytics guy. He brought it. He was brought into Kentucky to be an analytics assistant for Coach Cal, and then made it onto the staff as a coach. So, you know, he's giving you all this insight about effort for rebounds and all of that stuff. That's advanced analytics. That a lot of other coaching staffs don't have because they don't have a guy like this uh on their staff. Meanwhile, gotta let you know because I forgot to that the fourth of July is almost here. Seventh night of the ticket has the party for you. Join us at the BBNT Center on July 4th, beginning at 5 p.m. Music by the Baja Men. Yeah, you know it. Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who let the dogs out? And the romantics. What a luck like about you. Yeah, exactly. And Michigan Parking are free. I've been out to this event like three, four times. It's great. you got to get out there. BB&T Center, coming your way July 4th. Uh, so celebrate July 4th with us here at the Ticket. And at the BBNT Center, we'll see you there. Back after this on AM790, FM 104.3, HG2, The Ticket.